Good morning. Today is uh, July the 13th, Monday morning. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. Hope that you guys had a great weekend. Uh, yesterday in our study, we were able to um, do Acts session number 22. And we got down uh, to toward the end of chapter number 11. So for context, <clears throat> I just want to pick up in verse number 19, Acts chapter 11, verse number 19 and spend just a little bit of time um, on these verses today. <clears throat> Acts eleven nineteen. Now, they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to none but Jews only. So, it's worthwhile to mention here um, that these that were scattered after the persecution of Stephen, um, they still were preaching to Jews only. They were not taking the kingdom gospel to the Gentile nations uh, or to Gentiles. Uh, and some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And of course, the Lord Jesus being the kingdom gospel. And we talked about that word Grecians only in the KJV is that word translated Grecians and the other modern translation that's translated Greeks, which is actually misleading uh, because it says that in verse number 19, they spake unto Jews only. These were Grecians. These were not Greeks. Greeks are not, um, are not Jews. Uh, Grecians were Hellenistic Jews. They were Greek speaking Jews, vice Greeks or Gentiles. So again, there's a, uh, there's a problem in the translation of that text in the modern uh, translations. And again, I think bias is being placed in there because for <clears throat> literally centuries, uh, we have went with Acts chapter 2 being the birth of the church and that the apostles are now preaching to Gentiles and the body of Christ has been formed. But that simply cannot be established based upon the text, they were preaching to Jews only, which would have made these Grecians, not Greeks. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Again, these are Greek, these are Grecians, Hellenistic Jews, Jews that were born outside of Jerusalem after the diaspora of the Babylonian captivity. They didn't return to Babylon or return to Jerusalem. We first saw these in Acts chapter number 6, when the dispute rose between the Grecians and the Hebrews. And Grecians were still Jews. Gentiles would have never uh, been allowed to be a part of that uh, in Acts chapter number 6. Um, and the hand of the Lord was with them, in verse 21, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. And then in Acts 11, uh, 22... Then tidings of these, came, these things came to the ears of the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. So it's worthwhile to mention that the church in Jerusalem was in charge. It was the seat of the kingdom church. It was where all the decisions were made. And interestingly enough, the Roman Catholic Church models this in making Rome the seat of the Roman church. So as all decisions were made through P 
Peter and the apostles at Jerusalem. So to the Roman Catholic Church says that Peter went to Rome, founded the church there, and all decisions of the Roman Catholic Church are made through Rome. Um, then notice in verse number 23, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people was added unto uh, the Lord. So upon his arrival, Barnabas confirmed uh, that what they had heard was true. Uh, then in verse 25, then Barnabas departed for Tarsus for to seek Paul. Now you remember Paul had been sent out in Acts chapter number 9, verse number 30, after his meeting with Peter in Jerusalem. Um, and when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth unto Tarsus. So they, they were trying to kill him. So now Barnabas is going out to find him. He's departing for Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he found him in verse number 26, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now, this is where the text gets very interesting for those of us who hold the, the mid-Acts interpretation of the book of Acts, that the, the, the church was not born, the body of Christ. And understand, there, there was the church in the wilderness, there was the church of the apostles, uh, which is the kingdom church, and then you have the body of Christ here, uh, which was the Jew and Gentile church. Uh, the question is, when did... Paul received revelation of this grace gospel. Because understand, Paul, after his conversion on the Damascus Road, was still teaching the kingdom gospel, which was Christ only. He wasn't preaching the death, burial, and the resurrection. He wasn't preaching the gospel of reconciliation. He was not preaching to Gentiles. He was preaching to the Jewish nation. Um, hoping for repentance and baptism and the restoration, the times of refreshing, uh, when the kingdom would be restored, uh, which was the goal of all of the apostles, which was the goal of the kingdom gospel. Repent and be baptized for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Paul's conversion, he was preaching the exact same message. But at some point, Paul stopped preaching that message and went to the uncircumcised exclusively. He went to the Gentiles. And we know that by the time we reach Acts chapter number 15, Paul and Barnabas had already been doing that. So somewhere between Acts 9 and chapter 15, the Apostle Paul received what he called the revelation of the mystery, which is the body of Christ. So when did that happen? Well, we see here that at Antioch, they were first called Christians. Now, there's no indication that Saul had received the revelation of the mystery yet, but it's got to be close. It, it must have happened somewhere during this time between chapter number 11 and chapter number 13. That's the only verses that we have to work with. 
because chapter number 12 is parenthetical to the story. Because in chapter number 11, it's all about Paul, as you can see here. But we, when we get into chapter number 13, it goes back to Jerusalem, starts dealing with Peter and the death of Herod, which has nothing really to do with Paul's timeline. But by the time we jump back into chapter number 13, we're back on to Paul. And something very significant happens in chapter number 13. Paul received, Saul receives his new name, Paul. So something, that revelation of the mystery had to have happened somewhere between chapter number 11 and chapter number 13, verse number 9. So, uh, and the reason we point to this is because in Acts chapter 13, verse number 9, then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the, with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. Now, what's significant is that the name Saul is used 29, 26 times prior to Acts 13, verse number 9. After Acts 13, verse number 9, the name Paul is used 126 times. In other words, after Acts 13, verse number 9, Paul is no longer referred to as Saul, except only when it's referring to his old life. He's never referred to as Saul in the present tense after Acts 13, verse number 9. So something happened um, between chapter number 11 and when... when uh, when Barnabas found Saul in Tarsus and took him up to Antioch. Also, we see here, after Barnabas found him in Tarsus, and remember he was called Saul of Tarsus, that's where he went, that's where he was from. When he found him, he took him from Tarsus and, and back, back to, up to Antioch. And they continued to teach, okay? Of course, up to this point, the text really, up to this point in the text, nothing really stands out as a benchmark that Paul had received this revelation of the mystery. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people will ask me, why do you make so much ado about this? Because Paul's life, Saul's life changed after the revelation of the mystery. Um, he became enemy one. To the Jews. Why? Because he began teaching this grace gospel to the Gentiles, to the heathens, <laughs> that they too could be saved. And not only did he preach this grace gospel to the Gentiles, but he even began to teach it to the Jews. Um, and of course that led to a meeting in Acts chapter number 15 called the Jerusalem Council where Peter, James, and John called Paul on the carpet and said, explain yourself what you're teaching. And Paul goes over this in Galatians. If you read book of Galatians and chapter number 15 of Acts together, you see what's going on there. So the text just does not flat out say exactly when and where it happened. We 
All we know is by the time we reach Acts chapter 13, verse number 9, he has transitioned from Saul to Paul. Um, but the text is highly significant. But it seems to me that this is, this is most likely where it happened. Somewhere between the time he was sent out in, in Acts chapter 9, verse number 30, you'll remember back in chapter number 9, Paul is converted. And then, of course, Paul uh, begins to preach, or he's blinded. He's told to go to Ananias. He goes to Ananias. Ananias prays over him. He receives his sight. He's baptized. And Paul gets up and starts preaching Jesus in the synagogues. Now, the Jesus that Paul is teaching in the synagogues is the kingdom Jesus. Repent and be baptized, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But the more he increased in strength, the more they decided they wanted to kill him. Okay, uh, they decided they wanted to kill him. So after many days, the Jews took counsel and they laid in wait. And the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket so that he escaped out of their hands. And then Saul came to Jerusalem and met with Peter. We know that there is a three-year gap between verse number 25 and verse number 26 uh, that he refers to as his time in Arabia. Okay, his time in Arabia. So did the Apostle Paul receive the revelation of the mystery between these two verses? I, during that time in Arabia, many people will say that he did. I, I struggle... If he did receive it, he certainly did not verbalize it to Peter when he got to uh, Jerusalem. I just think if he had, he would have definitely um, brought it up with Peter on his Jerusalem visit. Okay, um, But, you know, it's speculative, but we know that it happened sometime thereafter between then and Acts chapter 13 and verse number nine and bear in mind this is 10 to 12 years after pentecost so for 10 to 12 years the gospel of the kingdom is still being preached to jew only gentiles are not being brought into this equation until acts chapter 10 when peter is sent to cornelius and even then he preached a kingdom gospel Okay, to Cornelius. So Cornelius was not the first Gentile believer. Cornelius was simply a Jewish proselyte. He converted into Judaism uh, because he did so under the kingdom gospel. Now, Les Feldick says they were first called Christians at Antioch because these these are Gentiles who are being saved by Paul's beautiful message of grace. Um, so when we get to where we are here, where it says they were first called Christians at Antioch, something had to have happened. Uh, was Paul preaching the mystery by this time? Well, I think that I tend to lean toward that he was preaching the mystery. Because by the time we reach Acts 13, 9, he receives his new name, Paul. Okay. Um, there's also something, and I can point this out. Well, I got a little bit of time today. 
um, when you when you go to the narrative in Acts chapter number thirteen, okay, look at this. Now there were there were now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers: Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius, Cyrene, and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. So he still Saul, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul. Whereunto I've called them, <clears throat> when they fast and prayed, they laid hands on them, and they sent them out. And so they, being sent forth of the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus, and then they went to Solomonis, and they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. So, still preaching to Jews. And when they had gone unto the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar Jesus, and of course his name was Illimus the sorcerer. Illimus the sorcerer, and I'll get into this next time. I'm running out of time. Illimus the sorcerer was a Jew, okay. But listen to what he was doing. Uh, and when they had gone through the entire Isle of Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus. Notice that name Paul there. Okay, Sergius Paulus was a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. Sergius Paulus was a Gentile. So, Illimus was a Jew. He was a sorcerer. Sergius Paulus was a Gentile. But Illimus the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them seeking to turn away the Gentile from the faith, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. And notice what happens. And he says, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? So he's making an accusation against a Jew named Illimus. And he's saying, you are the enemy of righteousness. You are perverting the ways of the Lord. And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind. Not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell from him a mist and a darkness. He, and he went about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Some see this as a type. That Illimus is a type of the Jew who rejected the gospel of the kingdom, therefore they are spiritually blind. And the gospel was taken to the Gentile, Sergius Paulus. So <clears throat> a lot of people see it that way. And if you um, look in Romans eleven fifteen, but if the casting away of them, who's them, the Jew, be the reconciling of the world, what shall we be the receiving of them, the Jew, but life from the dead? And verse 11, 35, 25 in Romans, For I would not, excuse me, brethren, have you to be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness has in part happened to Israel. Possibly Illimus, until the fullness of the Gentiles, Sergius Paulus, be come in. So some people look at Acts chapter 13, Verse number nine, certainly it, it appears Paul had received the revelation of the mystery by then. By then, his name is, he's no longer going to be Saul, but he's going to be called Paul. And then immediately we have this Jew 
who's blinded because he's withstanding the gospel being presented to a Gentile, Sergius Paulus. And presumably that gospel that was being presented to Sergius Paulus was the gospel of grace. And we'll expound on that a little more as we work our way through um, the book of Acts. I encourage you to study. Either way, something happened, um, I believe, between chapter 11 and chapter number 13, where Paul received the revelation of the mystery, the body of Christ, the nation of the Jews were blinded, Paul was born again, if you will, into the body of Christ. He was the first, according to Timothy. And the nation of Israel is cast away or set to the side until, until the times of the Gentiles should come in, which would be at the rapture of the church when God will once again turn his attention back to the nation of Israel. So I know that's a lot, but if you've been following me for a while, I'm sure that's clicking a little bit. If not, we'll keep covering that until we all understand it. Anyway, God bless you guys. It's good to see you this morning. Good to see you, Otis. Good to see you, Robert. Hope you guys are doing well. <clears throat> Both of you are in Texas. God bless you, brothers. Y'all have a great day. And, um, and remember always, God loves you. He wants the best for you. It's working all things out for your good.